Welcome. What's up, everyone? This is Relatively Subjective. I am David. I'm George. And today we have a very special episode for you today. That's right. Nothing else is uh, in theaters <laughs> that we want to see. Not so. yet. This yeah, weekend no. was kind of slow. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, but we're going to do a, a little topic episode for you today. It's going to be our favorite movies. Yeah. We're, this is going to be a recurring segment. Uh, we're just going to do three movies each. I'm guessing we'll just go back and forth so it's not like three movies three, no, of yeah, someone we'll, talking yeah, for we'll three movies. Three movies each. And the topic for today is our favorite movie. So yeah. we're going to have plenty of topic episodes. If you guys want to uh, reach out to us and recommend a topic for us to talk about, please do. Yeah, if you're like, what are your favorite comedies? What are your favorite action movies? Let us know. We'll do an episode. Why not? Just don't watch do favorite movies. Disney movies because that episode will be like eight hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I can't even think of my favorite. Unless you want to do, like, favorite Disney movies of, like, the 90s and favorite movies of, like, the thousands. I'm yeah, okay split Disney that. up into categories. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so today we're just going to do regular, straight out, favorite top three movies. Yeah, just three of three of your favorite movies. I stuck to the last 10 years. I don't know how, how varied yours are, but uh, mine have been released in the last 10 years i didn't want to go too classic i didn't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. do like casablanca is great because of course it is yeah, or whatever everybody knows that but yeah. uh yeah so i i did um i did just my top three movies that i could watch forever and never get tired of yeah um those that that's what i kind of like pictured in my head i also uh put them in the uh years that i saw them oh nice which, which okay made me, which made me like them and in and in order mm-hmm. so uh that's what you're gonna hear from me. Yeah. Um, Mine are in no particular order. <laughs> Mine are just like I thought of this one first, then this one second, <laughs> there, there and this one third. Alrighty. Um, who wants to start? You want to rock paper scissors? Sure. Winner goes first. Hey, I sure. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors. Shoot. Damn it. Aha. Best two out of three. So I won. No. Oh, fine. <laughs> uh, so my first favorite movie. This uh, better be good. I swear to God. 1997. Uh huh. Liar, liar. What? One of my favorite movies. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's a great movie, but yes. it just took me by surprise it that was... you start with this and that it's on your first, like... Oh, my God. It yeah. is probably one of my favorite movies. I probably... Every single time it's on TV, I it's, will watch that's, it. That is And true. I will quote it, like, the entire movie. I we, can quote We quote Liar Liar every day of our lives, <laughs> and we just don't realize it. <laughs> like, it's fantastic. It's true. It's true. Um, it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. So if you've never seen Liar Liar... If you've never, what are you doing? If with you've your never life? seen any of the movies we're about to talk about, we're obviously going to get on you because we feel like you should have yes, by now. These are fantastic but, movies. Yeah. So, get on it. Yeah. Um, liar, liar. Yeah, liar, liar. Starring Jim Carrey. And it, like it I said, prime. 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, prime Jim Carrey. 90s hilarious. Jim Carrey. And like the one of the reasons why I really like this movie is because it's like on the surface, it's like a funny Jim Carrey movie. Like it's really hilarious, and like he does some really good physical comedy, and there's great wordplay in this movie. But also underneath it, it's a, it's like a father son like love movie, yeah. and that that kind of like gets me in there too because there's this. So the whole point in the movie is that uh, Jim Carrey's character Fletcher Reed yeah. uh, is this super awesome lawyer, <clears throat> and he has like very little time for his son Max. Uh, so him and his wife are divorced and like he's trying to get back into his son's life every now and then and he keeps making promises and he keeps breaking them and little Max is just like so disappointed every single time yeah. and obviously the mother Audrey is also super disappointed every single time so for Max's birthday he makes a wish that his father can't lie 
for a full day. Because he straight up just lies to him he, all the time. All the time. He's all just time. like, we're going to go to that baseball game. And then Never we'll happened. just be like, right catch, after this this work that I have to it, do. Yeah. And then he ends and up I mean, working I mean, like, I mean, he doesn't like straight out lie. Like do things do come up. Yeah. But he's being very selfish, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. If, if it's a, a case he has to work or if it's, you know, just something to just make like him more money. like someone he's trying to impress yes. or like... Because yeah. he's trying to make partner or something like yeah. that. So, so the kid... So Max uh, wishes that he can't lie and he can't lie for 24 hours and hilarity yeah. ensues. Yeah, he, his, his wish is, <laughs> I wish for just one day my dad couldn't tell a lie. Yeah. So that's... It makes it 24 hours. So it's awesome. Yeah. What, what else happened? Like he... So he's... The reason why he missed his birthday is because he wants to make partners. So he's sleeping with uh one of the partners so who he, come, come on she came come, on yeah, him, yeah of course so and, he's uh, like didn't want to say no of course because she has pull yeah uh so she's so the first lie the first truth anyway that he tells is <laughs> she they're they're in his office and they just slept together and uh she just asks him is like how was it and she, and he looks at her and he just says <laughs> I've had better. And like, he, but she like, that's, slaps him that's what's throws. great about this movie. He always says it like he's lying. Yeah. Like he's always like trying to get it out, but he's just like, I've had better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just turns to the camera. Like, <gasps> it's just like, Oh no. Oh um, man. Jim so Carrey. funny. I'm so going to like quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh they yeah. Like liar, liar. Yeah. Too. The honk for liar, yeah. liar. Uh, so, uh, hilarity ensues and you find out that Audrey is like, um, uh, being romantic with this other guy, Jerry, who's being played by Carrie Ewells, uh, who we all, all we also love. Robin Hood men tights. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Saw. Princess Bride. And Princess uh, Bride. Saw? <laughs> he was. To, he I was, was trying to movie. think of every movie that he was in <laughs> that's not the Princess Bride. Um, so, like, there's he's he's Magoo. He's a little weird. He's awesome. He's, <laughs> are you kidding me? He's like him. the quintessential stepdad, stepdad who's yeah. trying to be like his yeah. the kid's best friend. He does the claw, but in the it's worst way. It's, it's, yeah. it's terrible. So, uh, like, they go through the day of him trying to lie. He actually tries to go back to Max and get him to lie again, but he, you know, he can't because he didn't mean it. Um, so, at the end of the movie, we're, I mean, we're going to go through this pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, the end of the movie, he, um, well, probably one of my favorite scenes in, like, all of like law movies is when he actually gets the truth out of his client who obviously is just a big liar she's trying to get money from her ex-husband because even though she was the one that cheated on him yeah uh, and she wants to like keep the kids and all that kind of stuff so the truth shall set you free like one of my favorite scenes ever <laughs> um she lied about um being the age that she was so that she could get married without her parents uh, permission and then in the great state of california uh you can't enter into a legal agreement without uh parental consent including prenuptial agreements so prenuptial <laughs> the outtakes this are contract, great this the contract out is a boy just because my client was written more than seattle slew is irrelevant <laughs> um i love this movie <laughs> so so she gets off but she's obviously a terrible person like like he represents terrible people but he has to lie to get them the money that they want which is another turning point in his uh, in his career so then he leaves the uh, what's it called the courtroom and he runs to his son he actually catches uh his son and uh, his um wife on a plane they were actually going to move with carrie <laughs> he gets Yules. into one of those but he gets like, yeah to one of luggage like, stair thingies yeah stairs and like he's like knocking on windows he's like he's telling the pilot to, <laughs> he tells he throws a shoe at the, uh, the the plane 
<laughs> to um, to get the pilot's attention. So ah, uh, so much physical comedy. In this so thing. it's so funny. He gets so like funny. thrown into luggage. <laughs> oh my god! And, oh, and and his um his secretary Greta is amazing. I love her. Little old uh, lady. Little old lady Anne Haney. She <clears throat> shout out to Anne Haney. Woo! She's amazing. <clears throat> she was also in Princess Bride. No, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. Um, but it, so it's like good, like feel good family movie. But, like, also don't see it with kids. Because <laughs> yeah, the courtroom scene gets a little racy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of racy stuff. In oh, yeah. It. It's yeah. PG-13, but, you know, whatever. But, but I like, watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, it came VHS. out in 1997. I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw it. I watched it when I was, around like, there too. 8, 10, yeah. around there. But um, but definitely, Liar, Liar, like, I could literally watch it over and over again. It was hilarious. It is. It is certainly one but, of like, those movies. And that... it's, like, it's, it's one of those movies that makes you laugh, makes you cry from laughing, but it also makes you cry because how heartfelt it is. And that that gets me. So, liar, liar. That's my first movie. Yeah. So, are we rating these? Because are they just like tens for us? Because uh, they're just so good for. Us? I mean, I think so. I I would definitely give this movie a ten. Yeah. Like all three movies of mine, I would t- definitely give tens. Yeah. Like no matter what. I, if I could, I'd crank it up to eleven. Mm-hmm. But ten is definitely what I'm getting. At. Okay. So ten. That's how many. That's how. Yeah. yeah. Like, go if you haven't seen this movie. Go see Just wait right for now. USA to play it's, it and uh, watch <laughs> it's all of it. on all the time. It's one of those movies that even with commercials is still It's okay. still good. It's still, yeah. But I, I mean, there are some parts that are edited out for TV. So yeah. I would recommend if you have like Hulu or, or Netflix. Yeah, just, just find it, it just online find somewhere. It online. Watch it. It's great. Definitely my 10. Go. All right. Get it. Go get it. All right. My turn. Um, don't know if you've seen this movie. Um, Warrior from 2011 starring Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton. It's kind of a sports movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I went super dramatic with all three of my choices, so that's this is <laughs> okay. going to be quite the contrast, maybe. <clears throat> but this movie is I've I've seen all of my movies, by the way, like in the last month or something, because that's how often I watch all these movies <laughs> okay. all the time. Uh, this movie, any movie that has a father son thing, always gets me, and it's not because I have daddy issues. I love my dad. All right. <laughs> Stop asking. You. Yeah, of course. He was sad when you left. Yeah. Uh-huh. You moved out and yeah. he was just like, "Oh no, empty nest syndrome." Yeah, there's, he had two other three other yeah. kids there. <laughs> yeah, there's no uh there's no uh Anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, this movie follows um this uh, Nick Nolte. He's like the dad and he used to be an al- abusive alcoholic and he had two sons, uh Tom Hardy who plays Tommy Reardon, Tommy Tommy, and uh Joel Edgerton who played Brendan. Tommy was this sort of prodigy, like wrestling uh, kid. Like he, his dad took an interest in him because he had an aptitude for wrestling, and he just like coached him. He used to be in the military, so he was very like strict with the training and the diet and everything growing up, and kind of ignored Brendan and abused their mom because he was an alcoholic psycho. Uh, so it starts off with him going through AA, like he just reached like a, like a year and change sober. Tommy also joined the military, but Brendan and Tommy both like don't care about their dad, kind of left him in the past because he was who he was. Um, movie starts with Tommy returning to his dad and he's now like a pill addict and uh, a veteran and he wants to get back into, like he wants to get back into combat sports. He wants to, um, enter this MMA tournament that they're having uh, and he wants him to train his dad to train him because that's he as they put it in the movie he wants to deal with the devil he knows not the devil he doesn't and get another trainer 
Um, Brendan used to be uh, a UFC fighter, like a professional UFC fighter. Now he's like a physics teacher. He has a wife, kids. Like he's like average show guy. Um, and Which there's a respectable. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of like. So so what happened in this family was the wife left because she didn't want to put up with the abuse anymore, and Tommy was going to go with her told his older brother, Brendan, about it. And Brendan was in a relationship with his high school sweetheart. So he didn't want to go. So he stayed with his dad while he left with her, with the, the mom. Then the mom got cancer, died, while Brendan and um, Patty, that's the dad, Nick Nolte's character, while they didn't really like know. Mm-hmm. Like Nick Nolte like sent some like private detective to find out about them, but he like didn't care really about it. Uh, and Brendan didn't get to bury his own mom. So Tommy like stayed with her even through her sickness. They couldn't afford health care. So she was just going to church and like trying to pray the cancer yeah. away. Obviously didn't work. Um, <laughs> Never does. And uh, once she died, he joined the, mil- the military and found a family there. And uh, then he returned to Pittsburgh to become this fighter. And then Brendan gets involved because he's he doesn't have enough money to to support his family because his daughter had there's a lot of plot in here that I didn't realize it until just now that his daughter went through like some heart surgery or something and they they spent all their money on that and now he's struggling to pay the mortgage so he since he used to be an ex UFC fighter he's doing like these sort of UFC like these cage matches like in strip clubs and like stuff just to get prize money but him and his wife have who is still the like he married the high school sweetheart and they had kids uh they disagree. They didn't. They didn't want that life. They didn't want the daughters to be raised in a house where the dad was being beat up for a living. So he became a teacher instead. But now Which he's doing this on the side. <laughs> so one of his students, like brother, sees like went to the strip club and sees him like fighting. Told him about it, and then it starts to spread throughout the school. So he gets suspended because oh. you're not allowed. You're like you're like it's not like moonlighting like at a restaurant or something. It's like you're fighting in a strip club and you're supposed to be a teacher, but you know, so, so what are the, what are the rules? I know that? I wanted to, I'm, I'm when I grow up, I want to be a teacher fighter. That's what <laughs> Let I Let me live be. my dream. Yeah. So, uh, he gets suspended and this is where the, the movie really like starts with the whole sports thing. Cause then we get like the training montages sports. and stuff. So like, I love, I love a good sports movie. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, but I don't play sports or follow sports, <laughs> but I, I love a good sports movie because I'm just like, I could do that. No, I can't. No, I can't. Uh, so Brendan goes back to his old gym and he's like, I need you to train me because I'm going to, I'm in until the suspension's lifted, I'm going to keep doing these mm-hmm. strip club fights or whatever. So strip I can club strip club fights for um, and, and pay the rent and pay the mortgage that way. Uh, and meanwhile, Tommy is training with his dad to enter this, this Grand Prix tournament. Uh, so Brendan and him have like a simultaneous montage Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton everyone in this movie amazing performance like they're all just like very like it's like Philly like Rocky of mm-hmm. of, of today kind of vibe um, but yeah like then you get like the like Brendan is training with his old uh, coach and his old coach has al- already has someone a young guy for this tournament that, that Tommy's going to go to and that guy gets injured. So Brendan asks if he can go. And he's exactly. technically like the like he's keeping up with the young guys and like beat the the guy that was gonna go to the Grand Prix tournament. Oh. Yeah. Like in sparring and stuff. So he's like he's he's good. 
And so he lets him do it. Like he takes his place. So now we have this brother, 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 brother. brother versus brother that haven't seen each other in like 20 years or whatever. And they just have like uh, just all the drama, just all the drama <laughs> happens. And it's just so it's just crazy. Like it's 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 an emotional roller coaster and it's it's like a sports emotional roller coaster. So it's like really like it gets sports emotional it's just, roller it's coaster. sports emotional roller coaster explosions <laughs> in your heart. That's what Aww. happens. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 really good because Tommy uh, is so hurt by Brendan not going with him. Mm-hmm. That he like doesn't look at him as a brother anymore, hates his dad while he's training with him. His dad is trying the whole movie to like apologize and like trying to ask them both for forgiveness, and they're both like "fuck you, you're the worst." <laughs> and then he has like a relapse, and it's like really emotional. And it's like so emotional. Like, Stop trying to make me cry. We're gonna watch it after this, and we're yeah. both gonna cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they go through the tournament. They go through the tournament. And it's really like great fight scenes, like. Usually, like, 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 if you watch Rocky, like the boxing's so unrealistic yeah. that it takes you out of the movie even more than his accent does. <laughs> and uh, but this is like, it's still like it'll never happen in yeah. real cage boxing, fighting, yeah. but it's still. like it's still pretty good. Like they do submissions, they do like you know like boxing and like kicks and all that good stuff. Um, but I I kind of want you to watch this movie, so yeah. I'm not gonna tell you what happens oh! like at the end. Oh no. But it's, it's. I'm actually very interested. It's, it's really it good. is very very good. Like it is like like that is not only a movie that if like I don't watch I don't have cable so <laughs> like I, I don't live with my parents anymore so I don't have cable uh, so I I like make the choice. No, I'm not saying that. It's okay, <laughs> David. You can still live with your parents. It's fine. I don't, but it's fine. And I'm, what I'm saying is I can't afford cable. And since I can't afford cable, uh, I I'm like I feel like watching Warrior. I know I watched it last week like watching it again and so i find it online and i watch it and it's good every time even though i know what's going to happen it's still that there are certain parts that always get me i'm just like oh dad i need to call you right now (laughs) and then i do call him and then he's like what do you want and then i was like nothing never mind and uh, (laughs) And then reality hits you in the face yeah and you're like uh, where's mom i'm just like oh wait you're not nick nolte who uh had a relapse and i need to talk to you you're just my dad you're just my dad same old dad Love you, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for listening to this. He's Bye, not Dad. listening to this. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know what this is. <laughs> I tried to explain what podcasts are to my parents, Aww. and they were like, so it's like a radio show? I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah Basically. That's, that's the easiest Basically. way to it's describe a radio show. To, to parents that are over 60 years yeah. old, mm-hmm. yeah. like our parents. Yeah. Anyway, that's my, that's my first pick. All right, Warrior. Warrior from nice. 2011. I'm very excited. I'm definitely going to watch this movie. Yeah. This sounds really cool. Yeah. Um. What's your yeah. second movie? All right, and I get moving on. Second movie. So, talking about choreography. Uh, I we, knew it. I knew all, this was going to be a fighting movie. That, yeah, I, well, I mean, we don't all know. Uh, I know, and George knows. No, our audience knows that you love fight sequences, horror movies, and magic. That's right. Those are your three things. Those are my three things. And this kind of combines a two, maybe three of them. Um, no, not three of them. Just it's the medallion starring Jackie it Chan. It is not the medallion starring Jackie Chan. It is actually Kung Fu Hustle from 2004. I applaud you. I love that movie. Yes. So we saw it in theaters. We did. Yeah. I, and I bought it on DVD <laughs> and then I watched yeah. it like three, t- four times. It is very good. Uh, so if you haven't seen Kung Fu Hustle, it is a foreign film um, starring uh, Stephen Chow uh, and directed by Stephen Chow. <clears throat> and it is one of my favorite kung fu movies 
Uh, I know, I mean, I absolutely love Jackie Chan and basically everything that he's in, but for some reason, this one just stands apart. Um, I love uh, fight choreography and I love like the Asian um, comedy kind of thing that they just like throw in there. So it is funny, but you have to watch it in the, uh, I think it's Cantonese, the actual language, and then with English subtitles. I feel like that's um, how you should watch every foreign thing. I, I mean, yes. The um, dubbing kind of takes you out it of it does. a little bit. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not the best dub. It is okay, but it's not the best. Uh, and for whatever reason that they chose that female actress for uh, the, the, the main uh, woman. I forget her name. The, um, um, the one with the, the screen? The landlady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever, like the English actress that they chose to dub her with yeah. is awful. Like, it was, it was absolutely yeah. awful. But, so, but her real... Um, like her real voice, Kui Kui Yen, I think it is, um, is amazing. She's, yeah, she's, she's hilarious. She's great. Yeah, she's fantastic, and she's one of the best parts of the movie. And, yeah, and like the entire movie is great. So it's like, so it starts. It's like you know, um, gangster life is just kind of coming into um, this small village in China, uh, and there's this one guy, the main character, Stephen Chow's character, Sing. He wants to join this axe gang, and axe gang is like destroying all other rival gangs they're like killing people like legit killing people like throwing axes into people like it's it's not bloody but it's definitely a little violent violent um i mean as are all it is rated r right uh movies uh wasn't it i don't think so i don't know i don't know where it would say oh it is rated r yeah i remember because when we went to go see it i was like oh we're going to see a rated r movie um but it was not not that it didn't i don't think it earned the rated r no I, I'm trying to think of why it yeah, got a rated R. Maybe but. I mean it's there's there's obviously a lot of simulated death. Yeah. Uh, especially when that guy. Yeah. But, oh uh, yeah. But like that's not it's not like you don't see it it's just shadow. But anyway. Yeah. yeah so yeah. um, so anyway they're saying he's trying to go he's trying to gain entrance into this uh, axe gang and like I guess one of the only ways to do it is to just be a badass gangster. So he tries going to this little town in China, and he just everyone in the town is just. They're all farmers or like workers, like you know. They Blue have, collar people. Yeah, and they do, and they like beat him. They like beat the crap out of him. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. Like he he points the people in the audience <laughs> to fight, and he fights. He like points to this little kid, and he like takes off his jacket, and he's like super. No, muscular. no, he's standing. It's like a crowd, and he's yeah. standing behind everyone. He's like, "You kid, you, me, right now," and he just gets up, and he's this huge yeah. bodybuilder dude. <laughs> And then he points to like four eyes over there, and the four eye he's like seven feet tall, and he's like, "Ah, sit down, sit down. I'm not gonna yeah. fight you. I, I wouldn't hit a guy with glasses or whatever." Yeah. It's so the movie's hilarious. It's funny, but like, like I said, like the Asian humor, it's not like American humor. Like they don't give you time. They don't. There's no pause for laughter. They just like throw one after another, and you have to get yeah. it. So it is. It's really funny, but but also like I said, there's awesome fight scenes. So the main character Sing, uh, it turns out he's this super awesome great kung fu master but he doesn't know that until he's literally destroyed yeah. by the main bad guy so the uh, axe gang is trying to take over this one town and this town is filled has like five super awesome uh kung fu masters and they all have their own style yes and they all have their own awesome. style and they and they're and they come together in one of the best fight scenes in yes the, because i mean there's like five good fight scenes in this movie yeah the axe gang comes but, over and tries to like extort them like like they, a, they go to like, like that, a, that a crowd of a hundred axe gang guys come into this one town and try to like they douse that get money those two the, that family and gasoline yeah, and about, about to like to light, light them on fire and then there's one other guy was just like no way uh, and he like he's uh, uh the kick guy pentagram kicks and then there's the uh 
the uh, bow staff guy. And then and there's then a guy with like the, the strong arm guy. Yeah, with the um, bands around his so, wrists. Awesome. awesome. So awesome. So cool. Uh, so they have a really cool fight scene with them. Uh, and then turns out the main landlady and the landlord um, are also kung fu masters. So And they're like even better than the other guys. Yeah. Uh, but so then they find the one really bad guy, the uh, uh, the frog lord or whatever his name is. Yeah, he used like a toad style or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he actually is like super good too. He's in jail. The only reason why he stayed in jail is because he never found anyone that was good enough to fight him. Yeah. So he was just like, I'll just live here for now. Yeah. So they finally find him like someone to fight, which is why he, he is excited out, yeah. and uh, he like does a cool fight scene. And that fight scene is really cool too. In the casino? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then he keeps, uh, the, the main axe guy, uh, axe gang leader keeps telling Singh, who is now a part of the axe gang, to uh, like hit one of them, one of the landlord or the landlady over the head. So he gets like worked up and he actually hits the axe gang member on the head and then he hits the frog guy over the head and he's just like, what do you want me to do? And then the frog guy beats him into the ground, literally he, beats him into the ground face he just into ground repeatedly punches his head like you see his body is still up on the surface of the ground but his head is a crater into in the earth crater. yes and he just keeps punching his head and then he weakly taps him with a stick <laughs> and he just keeps punching him in the head he just mur- oh, like man. oh man his head was gone so funny but like yeah it's like dramatic and it's funny and it's awesome fight scene there are cartoonish parts where yes. they're like running after each other yes. and they have like the scooby-doo legs mm-hmm. and stuff Awesome. And even that part was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so eventually they get back to the town and they're like, you know, um, uh, praying to Buddha to like get him to heal or whatever. And it turns out since he is such a uh, um, Kung natural Fu genius. Kung Fu genius, uh, he heals super quickly. And he fi- and the last fight scene with yes, the that, frog guy. That ass kicking like he, unlocked his chi or whatever. Yeah. So he, he opens up uh, the Buddha palm technique and mm. he like destroys. He actually... he almost kills him but, but he chooses it. to make him his student yeah like the, the guy, guy the guy him, bows to yeah him to and, be his master yeah and so like it's like it's got like a good message too yeah. like this kid was like urinated on when he was a kid he was pushed yeah down. that was great that he his motive his motive behind becoming an axe gang member was because he tried to be a nice guy as a kid by defending that girl then he got beat up and so he's he was like, like the, the only never win. good guys never win the only way is to be bad and and there's, and, even, and there's even that like, cute like backstory thing with the girl who with was the lollipop. mute. lollipop. Yeah. And then like you meet her again in the future. And oh my God, it gets uh, me every time. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. <laughs> That's the theme song. Yeah. Um, so it's such a cute movie, but it's awesome. It's got great acting in it. It's, the acting is yeah. superb. The fight scenes are superb. The um, comedy, like the comedic timing, I think is perfect. And it's definitely a 10. Nice. Nice. What's your second? My second movie is Kung Fu Hustle. No, it's not, but it's good. Um, this one is probably like the one you could give me the most shit about. Uh, <laughs> but it, I'm it, allowed to. It holds a place near and dear to my heart, and I and I don't mean just you. I mean like anybody has it's mean like girls, the most. It? It's Mean Girls. So, no, it's not. Uh, it's Cloverfield, 2008's oh, Cloverfield. And I know, I know right. you're all rolling your eyes and ripping your faces off no, and like throwing, no. them, throwing you, it in the garbage. You don't know what happened to this movie with George before this movie. Like, oh like my the two, God. two years before this movie I came out? I followed this movie. <laughs> all right, so listen up, everyone. <laughs> I, I love this movie with a passion. It is, it is 
one of my favorite movies of all time and people will can shit on it because of the shaky cam or whatever. I, I don't care. <laughs> it from the trailer, it sucks you in because it, I don't know if you remember it as vivid, vividly as I do. <laughs> Cause he but, just watched it. Yesterday. Cause I just watched it yesterday. Probably. Uh, the trailer was just the, so the whole movie's found footage style. It follows this group that starts out at a party, a going away party for a friend and then it turns into a monster attack. But the trailer was just the home video of the of the party. And like you think it's going to be like some romantic comedy <laughs> or some like Judd Apatow movie. And then you hear explosions. They turn the news on. There was some sort of attack. People are like, oh, is this another like terrorist attack or something? They go to the roof. They see a huge explosion in the distance. Uh, they run downstairs into the street. And what happens? the Statue of Liberty's head just falls into the side, like like right in front of them, like thrown. You see claw marks on it. People are freaking out, screaming. And all it does is give you a date. It gave you a release date. No title, no nothing. It was just one eighteen oh eight, and that was it. That's what I saw before I watched the first Transformers, and I will remember that day until I die. Because I, that trailer was way better than Transformers, obviously, and that's all I could think about while watching Transformers and to this day. Um, but the movie is just so great because it made this like found footage style. Obviously, we've seen like Blair Witch before this and stuff like that. People aren't a fan. Like they had like warnings at theaters because it caused people to like have headaches and nausea because they couldn't if, keep if, up. If with you're it. not, you can't hang. Can't hang. Don't get out. Don't, don't even buy a seat. Don't buy a ticket, don't man. Don't buy a seat. That's my that's my seat. That's my seat. <laughs> uh, I saw this the day it came out. Because that date was just in my head. Like I would go, like I was in high school and I would just write 11808 on every desk I had class in. You were a little obsessed. I was a little obsessed. And I like did all the internet research. I was like, what is going on with this movie? Because it had a crazy viral marketing campaign. They had an entire website that was like not even about the movie. That was just about like. It was giving you backstory to characters you'd never see in the movie, Mm -hmm. but that had to do with what, like why the monster is attacking and stuff. And it just left the fans to piece together what it was like it would show you a video diary of uh some girl that's like an extra in the movie but her boyfriend worked for the company that caused the monster to wake up and attack new york and you're just like you're you're following like all this obscure like you you become a detective and you're just like hmm (laughs) well then then this company is linked to that company and (laughs) and it's just crazy like that 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 swept me up but the movie was great also uh, in my opinion, um, I liked it. Too. Uh, your favorite guy, TJ Miller's in it. Yeah. This launched his career. Probably not, but like, you know, he was in it and that was I actually, fun. I, I didn't mend him too much because he was behind the camera. He was behind the camera. <laughs> so, um, it was annoying that his name was HUD, yeah. but you know, whatever. <laughs> if your name's Hudson, I mean, no one's calling you HUD. Exactly. It's not how yeah. it works. I mean, whatever. Um, they tried. Yeah, they tried. Uh, so it, yeah, it follows this group of people like just trying to escape New York as as this monster is attacking, and like for the first half hour of the movie, you'd think it's a monster, but like you don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just a peop- like a group of people like following the army's orders, like evacuating the city, and then it kills like like the the main character Rob's brother uh, by just like destroying a bridge that he was on while they were trying to evacuate the city, and then. Rob's love interest Beth is stuck in her apartment and he goes like on this harrowing adventure to go get her there are little monsters that come off the big monster that like just 
just like have swords for hands and they just like kill you. They sword hands. There's this scene where they go through the tunnel and it's dark and it, those little monsters show up. The only and they, person that can see yeah, is HUD. Yeah, because he has the night vision on the camera and like just like the level of suspense this movie has, the the payoff of like it does it fine it does show you the monster. Yeah. That's what I was most afraid of as I am with any like monster movies like show me the monster i want to see it they they showed it like throughout the movie so you got like like different angles throughout the movie and then the at the end you saw it like face to face for a good 10 seconds before it ate hud (laughs) uh but yeah this 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 it was just like be being in the shoes of like just anybody that would be in new york while a monster attack like Like, what would you do exactly like if you watch (laughs) do you you, you have a contingency plan every (laughs) everyone watches godzilla and doesn't like think about the people that are dealing with this shit they're just like oh man i hope godzilla wins and they're like what about that guy and his family he's billions of dollars he's trying to to get out of there he he (laughs) lost his brother and he's trying to get find his girlfriend so they can get out and it was just like a harrowing adventure. Like we, we watched me and my, uh, this was like the first time I got to go out as a kid. Like my, I was like, mom, I'm going to go see a movie. And my mom's just like, uh, what do you mean? You're going to go see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I'm a big boy now. I'm going to see a movie. And I'm 16, mom. yeah. And, and like, I just like started getting into like, like I just started meeting like my friends in high school and we all went as a group and to this day, we watch it uh, on the anniversaries. Like we watched it the year after, then five years after. We just watched the ten-year anniversary because oh, wow. it came out ten years ago in January. Um, and yeah, like we we shut the lights off, we put it on, and we were just like all looking in at each silence. other, like in silence. And we were just like, "This movie is so captivating!" <laughs> like we were all just like, like we like we usually you know what's gonna happen. We, we know what's gonna happen. We watched. A bunch of stuff together and we always we can't make make it past like two minutes without like making a joke or yeah. making a comment nothing nothing that whole that whole time we were watching it, we we're just like oh my god this is this, <laughs> this is, is so this is crap. intense man oh man this could happen at any moment you guys <laughs> it, it probably won't but you know i'm ready now I hope I won't. oh i'm sweating <laughs> i am sweating so cloverfield but cloverfield yeah near and dear to my heart i believe it's a great movie. So now, I do want to ask you. Ask me. What did you think uh, of? Oh, oh no! Your, Don't ask I me. I mean, you know. You Don't know. ask me. I'm going to ask you about Ten Cloverfield Lane and the Cloverfield Paradox. Well, so, um, the director, um, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. He he directed the Apes movies, which are great. I don't yeah. know if you saw them, all of them, oh, but yeah. they're all they're all amazing. Fantastic. Um, he's I not think, talking to me. He's talking to you. I'm talking to you, not David. I don't. Uh, this entire podcast, I don't. I don't make eye contact with them. I, <laughs> I, I just speak into the microphone and then I leave. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, but um, Matt Reeves, the director. No, I, I I had a point about the next director that that oh, I'm going to talk about. Um, I thought it was this director, but it's not. Uh, but, 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 but yeah, Ten, Ten Cloverfield Lane is awesome. It's it's uh, it doesn't even have to take place in the same, same universe. universe. To, to as be a standalone a great movie. movie, yeah. As a standalone movie, it's just simply like even if they didn't add the alien element at the yeah. end of it, it could have been like the spoiler tw- alert. Yeah, uh, sorry guys, <laughs> this is gonna contain spoilers. I mean, it came uh, out two years huge. ago, so you have time. Yeah, it came out a while ago. Uh, yeah, John Goodman was amazing in yeah. that movie. Oh my god, everyone was yeah. amazing in that movie. And there was only three people in the movie. There was only three people in the movie. <laughs> 
the if the movie's great and it only stars like three people and like there's like one setting for like ninety five percent of the movie, you did a good job. Like very very well done. And that's what that movie was. It was thrilling. Like like you just didn't know how thrilling could it be? Like three people in like one place in a bunker in a bunker, but it's like super like edge of your seat. Like the beginning's like slow for the first two minutes, and then it's just like, oh it shit, John Goodman looks like he's pissed, <laughs> and <laughs> he looks like never, he's crazy. You never, oh yeah, he is. Listen, you never thought you could be so scared of John Goodman's just <laughs> heavy breathing, but in this movie, that's oh, that's the villain in this movie. He's just like, <clears throat> <laughs> I'm scared, <laughs> and you're just like, holy shit, he's mad or something. I don't know, but yeah, and are, are you asking about the Cloverfield the Paradox? Paradox. Listen, the Cloverfield Paradox was a movie that <laughs> it, was it was a movie. It was a movie. Let us move on. It was a movie that uh, didn't work for a theater release, so they sold it to Netflix yeah. and slapped a Cloverfield sticker on it, and kind of like it offered an explanation as to like what happened and why the monster was there and stuff. But it did it in a way that was too open ended and too broad that it was it just came off as lazy. Yeah, it's just like. It altered reality, and um, that's what happens when you alter reality. Monsters arrive and stuff, yeah, and that's it. And it's just like I need something more than yeah. that. You, you spent you set this up for ten you, years. You spent all this time <laughs> with this amazing viral marketing and like all the backstory. J.J. Abrams produced this, and yeah. he did Lost, so you already know that like, it's got like ten layers under it. But this this movie was like, I was. Do you realize that I don't I don't care about football? You know this, yes, right? Yes, I do. I watched the Super Bowl because everyone was in the house <laughs> and the commercial came on for this movie and it was like, it's going on Netflix right after the game. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, this is just like the first time you guys did this to me where it was so unexpected and no answers were yeah. provided. And then I watched it and I was very like, I was I'm not going to lie. I was blinded by my love for Cloverfield and I was like, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. And then I but, saw it two more times yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, this is, this is really not offering me the same thrills and not the same, not not any sort of closure I wanted yeah. or any explanation. So, yeah, that's definitely a disappointment. Um, I hope there's a there's there's a rumor that this um, World War Two movie that's coming out in November that we'll go see and hopefully review. Um, that's supposed to be a Cloverfield movie. Or, or like what? A, it's supposed to be like another one of them. And I don't know well, if back in World War Two. Yeah, I don't know. If, I, I I don't know if the Cloverfield paradox is going to do the thing where it like altered reality to the point where it just sent monsters to Everywhere. every like yeah. year or like a different monsters to different air, uh, times and stuff. But I don't know. They say that it's uh, attached to it. There's a there's wow. a, a rumor that it's attached. We gotta to it. we gotta stay. So after we gotta the credits. See. Yeah, we gotta stay after <laughs> the see, credits. See gotta stay after the, the theater closes. <laughs> gotta stay until uh, we get some answers. We're not gonna get. <laughs> not gonna get any answers. I'll call JJ after yeah, this. We'll I have see what's up. It's like, what's going on? How many more movies are you gonna make? You son of a bitch! All right, so Cloverfield, yeah, definitely Cloverfield. fun. That was fun. Um, Sweating, hot. <laughs> all right, so like my okay, so my last movie. Numero tres. Numero tres. My my top three or no top. Yeah, top three. One of my favorite. Are movies. these in order for you? Because mine uh, are. No, 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 no. Okay. No particular. I just put them in year. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Um, this one came out in 2008 No, not 2008 um, 2011 And it is Kung Fu Panda 2 <laughs> David, I have to say 
I'm very surprised by your choices, <laughs> but I haven't had a problem with any of them since Excellent. so far. So. Uh, so Kung Fu Panda 2. But that's what I'm curious about is why 2. Why 2. Go. Okay, so Kung Fu Panda 2 over Kung Fu Panda 1 and Kung Fu Panda 3. Okay. <laughs> why? Um, I think that Kung Fu Panda 2 brought in an element to this kind of movie that we obviously in the live action movies we see all the time, but it was presented in a way that I thought was really great in an animated film. Um, I absolutely fell in love with um, the the villain in this movie, Shen. Uh, Gary Oldman, right? Both voiced yeah. by Gary Oldman, who's a fucking peacock. Yeah, like he's an evil peacock, and I I don't know why I just love that. But again, <laughs> with any kung fu movie, you have to like you know you have to look at the choreography, you have to look at the the writing and the and the and the like the silliness in the because it is kung fu panda. You know it's mm-hmm. gonna be a little silly. DreamWorks but, is kung fu panda, but it's it's great. It's funny. It works, and it's heartfelt and it like made me cry but it also made me this was the the one with the father-son stuff yes right? i think we were just like in, really into father-son in the... stuff <laughs> well this one is it's also father-son but it's also the part where he finds out where he came from his yeah. mother put him in the cabbage basket and i cried yeah it was brian cranston is his dad it's so right? is he it's he's so in this one right uh i think so. he meets his dad in this one or was it the third that's, one that's the third his... one when he he actually meets his father he just remembers his father and oh was this one. the one that ended with like them showing all the pandas yes. oh, okay 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 yeah, so, yeah, yeah yeah so kung fu panda 3 well, so let's start with kung fu panda 1 kung fu panda 1 was so much fun yeah it was, it was a great introduction. first time we ever saw these it, characters yeah. great introduction to this universe uh, uh jack black as a, a <laughs> as a panda who wants to learn kung fu is just like hilarious just yeah. to me it's so funny but the way that he gets through it, the way he has to like fight adversity because he's a panda, but then the turtle, uh, uh, <laughs> Master, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember the the, the, um, the character's name. The character's name. Uh, the, the 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 tortoise. Yeah, tortoise yeah. Master Tortoise. Um, the way that he's so old and like so wise and stuff. It's like a great movie. It's a great introduction to a movie. But the way the, what you're fight you're fighting you're using kung fu to fight kung fu. And I think that that's good. Obviously, I loved the movie. It was great. And the last fight scene when he he can't be like, like those pressure points don't work on him. He has he laughs and don't yeah. don't like that was hilarious. <laughs> and the way that he like uses his own power against him and stuff like that's all rooted in kung fu. That's all like tai chi is like rerouting energy and stuff. So it's great. I loved it. But why I loved Kung Fu Panda Two better was because they had this kung fu killer. It was guns, it was explosives, it was cannons, literally, that would blast through Kung Fu. And, like, Masters were di- Master Rhino died. Yeah. Like, he legit ended, like, Peacock ended his life. Shen ended his life. Never it was, forget. And it was, it, was in, it was like, you cannot fight this with Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. And then they found a way to fight it with Kung Fu. <laughs> and it just, to me, it was, it was just so well done. It was, like... You, you thought they were going to win. You really thought, like, at that last scene with all the boats going down that river that they were going to stop this. But no, like, this weapon is just too powerful. And it just destroyed everything. Until Poe learned how to, like, calm his mind. He became, like, a master of himself. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that road of him, of, like, learning everything and, like, even, like, having moments with even every other... Uh, a member of the five um, he has like this really cute moment with Tigress who, who is voiced by Angelina Jolie about like not knowing their father I thought that was really cute I, I kind of want that to come back 
Uh, Jackie Chan as Monkey is just my favorite thing ever. Seth Rogen as Mantis. Mantis. Lucy Liu as Viper and David Cross as Crane. David Cross. I forgot he was in the movie. <laughs> Caca! <Caw! laughs> That's one of my favorite parts is uh, uh, <laughs> Jackie Chan. He's like, give us the signals. Like, oh, what signal? Caca! Kiki! It's like, when have I ever made that noise? <laughs> and then he does it. <laughs> Wings of justice. Caca! <laughs> It's hilarious. It's like there's so many cute little moments in there, especially at the end when he comes back. He get, he gets blown like point blank from this cannon out of this giant, out of Shen's giant castle, whatever. He learns about his past and he's able to like release it and let it go, even though we get this super sad moment where his mom dies. Like she puts yeah. him in a basket of cabbage, which is how he gets to his his dad. His dad. Oh my god, who is also hilarious, <laughs> James <laughs> yeah. Hong yeah. as the duck, the goose. Oh yeah. my god. Um, but like, and then she runs away. Like to, she saves Poe and then sacrifices herself. I cried like that at that moment. Like during that entire scene, it's all like two D animation. And then when she finally puts him in the cabbage basket, it's three D, and you see her cry, and it gets me every time. <laughs> He's um, crying right now. I'm yeah. crying right now. I'm, I'm pushing through tears. Um, but he comes back and like you, you think it's a super serious moment. He like has a cape and he's got one of those like a uh, uh, wicker um those hats. straw, yeah, those the straw, straw hats. hats and he's like Shen like the hour of judgment is at hand. But then you go back to Shen and he's just like he can't hear him because he's so far away. <laughs> what that like yeah. it's so good. good. It puts it all together in a way that's still serious but also hilarious. So and just, family friendly and family friendly absolutely. So. Just putting them all together. And like I said, the choreography is great. And you can obviously do stuff with animals that you can't do with humans. You know, each animal like fights in the style of that animal. But like if you ever see like Jackie Chan's um, 12 Tigers or anything, you see humans doing it, which is also fantastic when a really good movie you should go watch. Uh, but like it makes it even better that like the animals are fighting as the animal. And I just yeah. think that works so much better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's able to redirect the energy. He pulls back the cannonballs and he shoots them right back at Shen. And Shen, at the end, accepts his death. And that's another thing that I thought was really, really important and really different for a kid's movie. Like, you always see, like, uh, the bad guy, he doesn't want to die. He always tries to do something to... Like, save himself. Save himself or, you know, get out of danger or, you know, he, he's so mad at the point that he ends up killing himself or something like that. But in this movie, he's fighting Poe, and he like he hits him across the face with one of his like metal metal feathers, whatever. And he's swiping and, and f jumping around. Awesome fight scene, like last few seconds. Uh, and the giant cannon is like suspended in the air with these ropes. And as he cuts, keeps swiping at Poe, he cuts these ropes, and the cannon is about to fall on him. He sees the shadow. He looks up, and he doesn't move. He just closes his eyes, and then the the cannon comes down. And I was like blown away by that fact that he was just like he knew it he wasn't going to try to save himself he knew there was no other way out and he's just like that's it oh or it's maybe so he'll good. come back in kung fu panda 4 no i hope i don't think so <laughs> but uh kung fu panda 2 but okay so again kung fu panda 3 was good i thought it was good but again it was kung fu versus kung fu you got this guy who's able to pull energy out but and then redirect it and then use it against you and stuff like that that was cool. That was a lot of fun. But and I, I loved the interaction between his two dads. I thought that was yeah, I thought was, that was hilarious. Um, but there was no real like, I, in in my opinion anyway, there was no real like serious danger for kung fu. You'll like, see. You'll that's a common theme I think, or 
I don't know if it's like a real like filmmaking technique, but sequels usually like really mess up the hero. Like like it's always like a villain that like destroys. Yeah. Like that. Like it's 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 part if it's gonna be part of a trilogy. Yeah. The second movie is always gonna be the one where you have the real danger. Like yeah. the first movie is always the intro to like everyone's powers. Yeah. He's fight somebody with the same everything. powers. Second one, you find someone that doesn't play by the rules and you know messes you up and then you figure out a way to beat him anyway and then the third one you've mastered these things or so you thought and then you find the the person that challenges you but he does he yeah uh, and i actually really like that they're they introduced like the spirit world like he's able to even talk to master tortoise again and he become he literally embodies the dragon warrior and that's how he's able to uh, uh beat the the bad guy he he the obviously the guy he pulls in and this is like the main way to kill anyone who ever absorbs energy ever chop their head off just overload them with energy oh, oh. like that's how they beat him and uh, and i was like okay like obviously yeah for a kid's movie sure like this works but like we can we get over that cliche i i think that it's just been done a little bit too much but anyway that's why i didn't choose come Planet three i thought three was good i really liked them going into the spirit world meeting master tortoise again and even at the end when he knows like he everyone is able to like master energy bending i guess basically it's it's a great way to end the movie and i'm excited for kung fu panda kung fu panda kung fu panda, kung fu panda four uh but kung fu panda 2 will always have that special place in my heart okay okay 10 <laughs> my uh my third movie third is movie. kung fu panda 3 and i'll tell you why <laughs> it's not kung fu panda 3 it's actually a movie i never shut up about and anyone who knows me can you guess I never showed up about this movie, especially when it came out. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Yeah. You saw <laughs> this it? like seven times in the theater. What is it? 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 What's that movie called? Um, everyone who knows me and is listening to this is saying it aloud. Yes, everyone they are knows it. Right Damn it! What, I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, I know what it is. I know it. Let's just—it's the drumming movie. Whatever yeah. it's called. Whiplash. Whiplash. 2014's Whiplash, written and directed by Damien Chazelle, who wrote Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh. He's uh he's good and he also wrote and directed La La Land for all you La La Land fans out there. Um but yeah, this movie resonated with me so much. <laughs> Not because I have an abusive person in my life or anything that's been like play those fucking drums or, or anything and also not because you like to play the drums no I, yeah i have no interest in drums <laughs> like i like the sound they make i guess but you know i never wanted to be a drummer but it follows this like incredibly abusive relationship between a student and a teacher that i just i can't remember like ever seeing i'm sure that there have been stories like this but i saw this in theaters and i was just like my head exploded like seven <laughs> times throughout the whole thing because it's such like it's just this it's it's this kid his name's andrew neiman or neiman and uh he's like socially awkward he doesn't have many friends but he's got a passion for drumming and he's part of the best school in new york uh the best music school in new york also home to terrence fletcher played by jk simmons who won an oscar for this performance rightfully so because he fuck that shit up uh so this kid is just like he's practicing after hours to like try and get better uh the opening scene is him in a practice room just like trying to get like like faster at playing the drums and terrence fletcher walks in and he's just like oh hey i see you're practicing you know i'm like maybe he's good do this for me i want to hear you do this 
and he and he's doing it and he's just like not not my tempo try it again and he does it again and then you just see him walk out like you just he just walks out and like you see a dejected andrew like oh okay and then he comes back in and he's like forgot my jacket and he, <laughs> like that's 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 the first scene you see and then he uh th- th- terrence fletcher has this thing where he's got he's in the advanced study program like he's the one in charge of the professionals of the school who compete and get notoriety and all that and he goes from class to class like randomly tells us points at a student says play this if you don't play it perfectly he moves on and then that student is basically like i fucked it up never gonna get a shot ever again and all of these people in the school are so crazy because they dedicated their life to this instrument and they have so much pressure on them that they're just like killing themselves to try and be the best and he picks this kid and i think he's a sophomore a freshman like he's like doesn't belong in like the the upper echelon uh, group but he picks him um and i think it's just because he realizes that he's willing to like go to crazy lengths to get there like he's he's not like talented like per se but he's willing to like put up with this shit so first rehearsal <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, this is oh, I love this movie so much. <laughs> First rehearsal, you have him in there and he's just watching everyone like and everyone's on edge, everyone's like pissed at each other, everyone's like don't fucking talk to me. I'm I'm focused on my work. As soon as Terrence Fletcher walks into the room, everyone stands up to attention, waits for him to to tell him what to do, and then he's like sit down and he's just like all right take it from this place we're gonna start here here he does a bunch of music jargon that you don't know he's like measure four uh we're gonna start at this tempo and he points at this trombone player he's like don't fuck that part up and you stay tight on this and then he starts and then people just start their music he's still just watching and he he tells him to stop and he's like someone is uh i think someone's out of tune anybody want to confess now no one confesses. He's like, oh, maybe something is in my ear. Let me try it again. Everyone starts again, shuts the shuts it all down. He's like, nope, there's definitely an out-of-tune player. And then he points at this. Uh, he goes section by section, tell him to play. This, And then the trombone section is the one that's off. He points at some guy, and he's like, tell me it's not you. And he just destroys this kid, like, like just like scorched earth speech <laughs> after speech with this guy. And he's just telling him, to play just him play and he played and then he just asks him do you think you're out of tune and he doesn't know what to say because he doesn't know if he's out of tune or not because he's so fucking scared and then he just screams at him till he cries and he leaves and then he's like just for the record he wasn't out of tune this guy was but he didn't know it and that's just as bad and then he's like all right we'll take a break and when we come back we'll get the new guy on the drums and he's like petrified and then he goes over to him during the break gets to know him he's just like hey you know sorry about what you saw in there i'm a nice guy uh what's nice. what's your what's your life like tell me a little bit about yourself tell me about what your dad does your mom his mom left him his dad's a teacher at a high school and like he he's just like um trying to like prove himself like he like asks him deep questions what does he do with that as soon as they go back it, he's he's playing with the band not to his tempo over and over again he starts stops starts stops he's not playing up to his uh up to his um standards so he throws a chair at him eventually and then he's just he starts to slap him across the face he just starts saying count to four 
one, two, three, and then he'll slap him across the face. One, two, three, slap him across the face. And this is all just to prove that he knows what tempo is. And then he's like, were you rushing? Were you dragging? And he's just like destroying. Then he takes everything he just asked him. He's just like, this is why your mother left you. Your father's a piece of shit who never amounted to anything. And that's why he's teaching high school. And you're going to amount to nothing. And he just destroys this kid first day. And this motivates him to become the best drummer like ever. And you just see the destructive journey that it takes him on. And just the 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 drama of of this kid breaks up with his girlfriend because he needs more time to to drum he uh he at one point gets into a car accident and just immediately gets up and goes to the performance he's supposed to because if he misses it he's done um and then he fucks that performance up because he's bleeding out of his head and like trying to play and can't um then he reports uh the teacher's abuse because apparently the teacher abused some kid so bad that he killed himself and uh, they needed to build a case against him. So he eventually rats him out. And then this motherfucker, <laughs> this motherfucker gets kicked out of the out of the program. Uh, both the student and the teacher at this point are not no longer at the school. And he finds him at a bar playing like jazz, you know, and then he sees him. He approaches him and he like they have a drink together and they talk and Despite all the fucking abuse this guy put him through, he's still like trying to get his approval and trying to get like his insight and they're talking to each other and he at the end of it he asks him to join his like his this little uh jazz festival that they're throwing and he's like, "Hey, I'm playing all the old stuff from the school. I need someone uh the drummer I have isn't cutting it. Do you want to come on?" And he sees this as a a second chance. So he does it. But boy, oh boy, <laughs> J.K. Simmons won an Oscar for this and he deserves it because he is an asshole. He's an <laughs> asshole. To the, the best asshole. Like you thought he was bad in Spider-Man. He's worse than <laughs> this. He's worse than this. He gets on stage. He's got the group together. They're at the they're in front of people. He says it before the performance. He's like, these are the like jazz's top people. If they see you mess up here, they'll forget you in a second. If you impress them, you're set for life. So Knowing this, he walks up to him right before they're about to perform and says, you don't think I know it was you? And, he's, and then he's like, you think I'm fucking stupid? And so it turns out that he's ready to play all the music that he knew and they're playing something totally different. So he has to like try and like improvise and like he just fumbles through this whole uh, song and everyone's just like, that guy sucks. And so he walks off stage. His supportive dad comes and hugs him. He's like, let's get out of here. And what does he do? He's like, fuck that. I'm going back on stage. And J.K. Simmons' face, he's just like, what are you doing? Like, get out of here. And he starts playing the song that he knows, the, the, the piece that he fucked up when he was messed up from the car accident. He just starts playing it. Apparently, it's a staple in the jazz community. I don't know much about jazz. I still don't know much about jazz. But I know, Everybody knows it. <laughs> I know this whole soundtrack. And he starts playing Caravan. And... Since it's a staple, the whole band knows it, and he just look, like tells the, the the bass player like it's Caravan, I'll cue you, and then everyone joins in, and he gives the performance of a lifetime. And Terrence Fletcher is mad at first for the first three minutes, and then has to like sort of just go back into conducting to save face in front of all these people. And then at the end of the song, Andrew just starts going nuts and does like a three minute drum solo, and it's, and Terrence is like. By this point, he's impressed by his ability to do it. 
now he's like he's like oh shit this kid can play and so he's like directing him on what to do and he's like finally seeing like you know the the perfect drummer that he always wanted that he knew Andrew could be through just a little bit of abuse and he goes through the whole drum solo and then right before the end like note he like they have this like slow motion the cinematography that Damien Damien Chazelle does is awesome like I, that was probably my favorite part of La La Land like not Ryan Gosling singing um because he can't sing uh yeah and like they like look at each other and then Terrence finally like smiles and then <laughs> and Andrew's just like oh finally yay <laughs> and that's how the movie ends and that's why I had to go see it over and over and over and over and over and over again because I just had like and and I wouldn't shut up about it I would just tell everyone yeah, David knows I wouldn't shut up about it I'd be like guys have you seen Whiplash yet it's life changing have you seen Whiplash yet it's so great it's so great you don't like drumming I don't care watch it <laughs> it was a good movie it was a very good movie and um jk simmons if you're listening to this i love you that's it be my father be my father abuse me (laughs) abuse please don't no don't do it um yeah yeah that's a good one i actually one of my favorite things about this movie um i mean the movie in itself is in its own right is fantastic it is really good definitely cinematography is worth listening to miles teller he does most of drumming by himself right this he does a lot of it he does a lot of it but you know there are there are parts where they're like i think they're like cgi's some of it on it (laughs) some Um, of his face on on another guy but but uh but i mean still pretty impressive yeah i can't do that yeah no 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 um but one of my favorite things about this movie is all the sound clips (laughs) of jk simmons cursing people out set to his other movies (laughs) or other shows like they'll put like a scene from Spider-Man, but they'll have J.K. Simmons like cursing somebody out yeah. when Peter Parker first gives him the, the pictures. Yeah. That was hilarious. Also, like he does the same thing with like Legend of Korra because he voiced Yeah, he uh, voiced them. Um... <laughs> so funny, but yeah. like iconic and very quotable like... Like insults. Scripts. Like like, yes. like very bad, very bad. Very, very like, good, very poignant, very specific Very, insults. very poignant. But, uh, but, but hilarious. But yeah, yeah. Also, I would not like any of this to be done to me but no. like you can you can tell that he's being he's a complete asshole he's a dick he's like the scum of the earth but for someone to actually find themselves in this like find confidence and find a way to like push through is is definitely a uh, um it's you know it's it's inspiring to see yeah. that someone can like take all this shit and still be like i'm gonna prove you wrong well that's that was um that was like put in a nice little container at the at the bar scene where they they had a drink together he was trying to explain to andrew why he did what he did and he was basically saying that there's there were no uh two words uh, more damaging or more harmful in the in the english language than good job because he feels like everything could always be improved upon and he says that like um what would what would have happened if he he mentioned a jazz legend, um, the a bird. Um, that, that was his nickname. I don't remember his name, but he said, um, "What would happen if um, he played for whatever band he did?" And they were like, "That's pretty good, good job." And he never became the legend that he did end up becoming. And that's and like he and then Andrew offered the counter argument. Don't you think that that uh, might scare off or might discourage? the next legend from becoming what they could be and he says no because um if that's enough to get you to not become the best 
then you you're not you were never going to be like like you were you're were never going to be the next charlie parker or whatever and like you know like that that was an argument like <laughs> an argument to be made and considering how brutal he was the entire movie to have even like part of an argument was just like made his villainous portrayal even better i was just like you son of a bitch <laughs> it's like you guess so Fuck you. i don't <laughs> yeah, know that's exactly what i would do yeah though. like the entire movie as i was watching it i'm just like if that was me like if you try to put yourself in the protagonist's shoes you're just like you punch him out you'd like throw your sticks away whatever like, well he, he would... does eventually yeah. attack him yeah <laughs> and like i was he waiting just, for that <laughs> he loses he has a breakdown and it tackles him and like tries to beat him up because who wouldn't he's a human exactly. being yeah he went through like literal torture like it was bad but yeah but yeah he but he, don't let adversity stop you people yeah even if Follow jk simmons calls you an asshole or whatever don't listen to him he doesn't know everything he knows a lot though. he has an oscar <laughs> he does have an oscar more than us, more than us. uh all right <sighs> that was that? fun that was fun it was, was fun. cathartic it was a good time yeah good job guys i feel like i don't have to go to the gym <laughs> i feel like that was enough that was it was definitely i burned out. a lot of calories there all right um so please let us know what you think about our top three movies yeah if you think we're idiots um let us know and if you think that we're missing movies or something yeah uh i mean fuck you but whatever. i mean it, and also if you have a movie that you know holds a place in your heart and you like want to hear us talk about it or just basically tell us that we forgot this very very important very good movie well i'm sure i mean you know i picked three movies that i like i said could have have a special place in my heart that have been that I can watch anytime anywhere and still love it and came out when I was alive yeah like so that That was that's the fun part like we talked about movies that like not many people will talk at length about like we could talk <laughs> about the dark knight if we wanted to but you know people see that coming people yeah, have heard all of it exactly like Heath Ledger was great we know yeah there are movies out there that people know are fantastic and I hopefully one of these movies you guys haven't seen or want to see and we'll see because they're great definitely want to see Warrior Oh, yeah. Um, Let's do that right now. Um, but, yeah. So, if you guys think we missed something or you want to add something to our list or you want to get our thoughts on anything, just uh, contact us. Yeah. Uh, we are at relativelysubjective at gmail.com. Instagram and Facebook, Relatively Subjective. Uh, and YouTube, Relatively Subjective. And then you can find us on Twitter at RelSubPod. We'll have this episode up by today. Today. Yeah. Let's get it up um, today. So We're going to try and release some every Monday yeah. now. Because so Fridays we have, were just a, not happening. We have a full week to that, listen to it. Yeah, that and uh, thanks for bearing with us. We we think we got the sound fixed for good. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna not be terrible people and uh, go through sound checks every time, <laughs> so we know that we don't just sound like whispers and screams. Um, <laughs> you want to get that nice in between. We were gonna call that that was gonna be a, a name for our podcast, whispers, whispers and screams. <laughs> but we went with relatively subjective instead. I think it's better. Yeah, it's definitely better. It doesn't sound as creepy. <laughs> whispers and screams. <laughs> Welcome to Whispers and Screams. Welcome to Whispers and Screams, where we talk about what scares us. I'm George. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you have any suggestions about maybe another topic episode you want to hear about us yeah. or hear us talk about at length, uh, let us know. Yeah. So, next uh, week uh, we got Deadpool two. Hell yeah, we do. Deadpool two. Uh, we're just gonna keep going with superhero movies because that's all that comes out. I mean, that's summer that's for all you. That comes uh, out. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of other movies that are coming out, but that's gonna be a I big think one. What's coming out after Deadpool two? I don't know. It's another. It's another one of those blockbusters that we're gonna go see. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So the, I have been David. I have been George, and will remain to be George after this. 
And thank you very much for thank, listening. Thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, and may all your top movies be top movies for the rest may of May all your... Okay. No, I got this. May all your... May all your Cloverfield Warriors be whiplashed. <laughs> Just combine the three. Okay. And may all your Kung Fu Kung Fu liars. <laughs> <laughs> may all your Kung Fu Kung Fus be liars. Yep. All your liars be Kung Fu Kung, Kung, Kung Fu Kung Fu liar liar. Well, I mean, I, I could take the... Uh, may all your lying pandas hustle. May all your, may all your, <laughs> may all your kung fu pandas lie and hustle. May all your kung, kung, fu, kung fu liar pandas be hustling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All of that. All of that. All that and more. Yep. All right. Bye. Have a good one. Love you. Bye. See you later.